0: Symbiosis now. Right Tyler now. Tyler Columbaro.
1: Allison Columbaro here. So right now. Right now. Right. Fucking now. I mean, damn, not <laughs> yesterday.
0: Not yesterday, not tomorrow. Well, hopefully. hopefully with forward momentum so we can get to a better tomorrow. But right now. So what's up with old people always being like, yo, young people, why you gotta <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, right. There is a interesting theme of older people thinking that they know better solely because they're older and it's interesting to think about what experiences have led them to that point that they're that sure in their opinions to where they don't even want to hear a younger person solely because i've seen more i've been here on this earth longer i've
0: been here longer And
1: it's interesting because the term ageism, I think, is actually used more specifically in the workplace. Like, for example, you cannot discriminate against somebody for being too young or too old. Like, well, I mean, as far as like child labor laws and stuff, you can't be a 12 year old and get hired because of child labor laws. But if you're of age to work, it doesn't matter if you're 22 or 82, you should not be looked at. It be based off of your age it should be based off of how qualified you are to do the job right. so the term ageism when i googled it the uh, oxford languages definition is characterized by or showing prejudice or discrimination on the grounds of a person's age
0: right
1: so then the example is quote a lot of ageist jokes about not being able to use technology so it's usually something geared towards older people. But we're here as a 20-something-year-old to say that it goes both ways to be ageist. Or maybe there's a different term for older people discriminating against younger people. But this God complex of know-it-all, I'm older than you, and that makes me better than you, is ridiculous. Because I'm older than, like, an 8-year-old, but I know that an 8-year-old is fucking brilliant. Like, brilliant in their own right. And then, especially in a lot of ways, scholax- like scholastically... In school, scholar, in scholarly,
0: a scholarly, in a scholarly way. In a, in a, scholarly, in a way. scholarly way, like I a... do say, Allison, you are onto something. Let me have a little sip of my tea. Take scholarly, my tea. scholarly, Take indeed. Yes.
1: Tea. It, it's just interesting because that show, even, are you smarter than a fifth grader? No. Nah. ASMR now, all of a sudden. No.
0: What are you talking about, fifth grader? What?
1: Are you smarter than a fifth oh, grader? Yeah. You remember that show? So you
0: want to win $5. You remember that show? No,
1: you're going (laughs) off on tangents. Listen to what I'm saying. We're talking about ageism (laughs) and how that applies to old people, discriminating against younger people. And then I said that me as a 20-something-year-old... I realize that there's stuff that I know about the world that an eight-year-old doesn't know, but I don't in any way feel like I'm better than them or smarter than them necessarily. And then I brought up the example of, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Right. As an example of like, dude, that was so many adults that didn't know the answers to the questions that fifth graders are up and up. It's fresh in their mind. It's front and center. They just learned this within the last, I don't know, they're only alive like 10 years. They learned everything they've learned within the last 10 years. There's a huge advantage to... Being younger and learning things. Right. And know. it's so
0: funny because it was like... Remember, it was Jeff Foxworthy show. Like, the guy that was like, you might be a redneck if... I know who that, Jeff Foxworthy yeah.
1: is, but what was? Are You Smarter Than, are you fifth smarter fifth than a Fifth Grader? Was it yeah. Jeff Foxworthy show?
0: Yeah. And then it was later hosted by John Cena. Like, what? Oh, my
1: gosh. That's ridiculous. What years did it run, does it say? Or are you on that page?
0: Um shit 2007 to 2011 okay
1: four-year run i'm sure a a bunch of adults got sick
0: of getting four years in they didn't make it to the fifth year
1: i'd be interested to see (laughs) the statistics of like who won versus who lost and like if most adults lost because it was adults going on there thinking i could win this yeah i could win this i'm definitely smarter than a fifth grader what the fuck but then they'd get asked these questions that are about History, science, English, math, like, these things that students are literally pros at, and they'd lose. So I wonder how many people won versus how many people lost, because, dude, intelligence, it's, there's this quote that I always tell Tyler that I don't even know who said it, but I didn't come up with it. It's probably from a book we read and shared at one point, but you cannot judge somebody's intelligence like based off of what you deem as intelligent because certain what it's like oh man it's like judging a fish on its ability to climb a tree is the analogy because right. a fish is a pro swimmer but if you take a fish and you tell it to climb a tree it's gonna die like something that is so simple to like say a monkey you know it can climb up the tree and swing around and you know they're all agile but you take a monkey and you put it in the middle of the ocean is gonna it's gonna going die. Yeah. Like, you know. That yeah. you can't judge yeah. a fish on its ability to climb a tree. Everybody has their individual That's not strengths. their
0: niche in their ecosystem. I totally feel you. Yeah. Totally.
1: So circling back to being ageist and that it's just like I can see a small reason why older people would think that they know more, but it's solely based off of personal experience because I, as a 25 year old, can honestly say that an eight year old, I'm no better, smarter than I know certain things that an eight year old doesn't know, like about how evil the world is and about, I don't know, more advanced m- maths and sciences maybe, but at the end of the day, uh-huh. these kids are really, really smart.
0: Yeah, I agree that we're not giving them enough credit. Yeah. I think a lot of the children are like insanely smart like classic like let me let me ask you this to the listener and you allison remember those times when your parents were like yeah the kids are just doing a lot more crazy stuff these days like i don't understand what they're trying to come home and ask me how to do the homework and i don't know like i swear dude like i know my parents did it but a lot of people was like and then my parents would get together with say Other kids' parents that were our age, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I don't understand this part of their homework either," and it's laughable. And it's like, "Oh, that's funny. That's a comedy sketch, maybe, or something." But it's also like, like, "Listen to
1: what you just said." Yeah, these are really
0: like your kids, man, and you don't know what they're learning. And if it was weird, and it was maybe not even real, and I'm not saying that about math or sciences. I'm just saying, imagine like if it would like when you're taking trigonometry in high school. We act as if, yeah, cool. He, he's going to be a go-getter. She's going to be a go-getter. But it's also kind of like, why? Like, I get you, but dang. I feel like that's something that would take a long time to learn, too. So it's kind of weird, but you get your fingers wet first, or whatever. Not a good metaphor. You you get your... your you got
1: to dip your toes in you the gotta water. You
0: got to dip your toes in the sand. No. Because <laughs> there's no water. Because big ag... Drained it all. Oh my nah. gosh,
1: no. but well, That's a whole separate podcast, but yeah, no, they did. No, needs water. Um,
0: need water to have food.
1: What's the damn quote? More, more damn water. We need more damn water. Give us our damn water.
0: Damn but water hey, no, grows it's food. It's serious.
1: That whole thing is very serious. It but is serious. But that's a whole ass other podcast. But damn. Talking about how you asked me and the listener... You know, if we remember those times, and yeah. definitely yeah. like, if times I needed help,
0: need
1: I'm about to say, oh yeah, if you need help, if I needed help with homework, um, there was guy. I, I got to be an age where I knew that I couldn't ask my parents.
0: Yeah, like
1: I remember being really little and asking my dad for help one time. Yeah. And he got really frustrated that he didn't know how to help me, and that was the last time that I ever asked him for help, like, with school, or pretty much anything. But X like, equals X, <laughs> you know? I mean, you can make a joke about how it was, but I'm telling you literally, my dad was, he literally got too frustrated to help right. me. And that's really serious to consider that I did. But then, so it's like, okay, my dad is not in my life. I have a really bad, distant, non-existent relationship with my dad. But when I consider my mom, who was always there, helped me in a lot of ways. She also couldn't help me with homework. She, she couldn't, couldn't help, help me with homework. I mean, but she yeah. al- she at least would be like, let's find you a tutor yeah, or something yeah, like right, she was smart yeah. enough to admit like, this is not something I can help you with, My but let's too, figure though, like, out yeah, how to our get to That privilege
0: help. though, for sure that like we could do that and just get like a tutor, you know? And that's a really cool thing about education is I think it should be obviously for anyone who wants to just get more educated. The problem is, is education is so gate kept, which is right. like another topic. I know. Well, and but... then
1: to get a tutor, I, I agree a thousand percent that is privilege. That's a great example of privileges. Um, but then when it came to actually getting a tutor, that would have involved something that we weren't. I mean, I, I didn't ever end, end up getting a tutor, whether it was because I just skit by by the skin of my teeth. Like I was the kid that did the homework at the last minute and like passed, but sometimes my mom would be like, girl, are you gonna pass? But then I would pass.
0: Right. I mean, I, I, you. you usually, I would
1: get A's and B's. Actually, I wasn't just all C's. Even if I was, though, that's literally average. That's literally what they tell us we should be at. But secretly, everybody wants you to get a fucking A. Like, I knew friends and stuff that it was like they'll give you, or my parents will give me if I bring home my report card and it's all A's. They'll give me five dollars for every A and four dollars for every B and three dollars for oh. every C. And if I get a D or an F, I have to. Pay that's it you back, or, or that's No, that's thing. what I would hear from hear other from people.
0: Other, other, other that was students, not my other, experience. Other, uh, yeah, peers. I know that
1: that's because, but the, these, these parents, though, thought they were doing the right thing, probably because yeah. they're like trying to show that you gotta like push to succeed and be the best and the smartest and you gotta have fucking perfect grades. But yeah, intelligence is interesting to try to measure. I also am thinking about how I had two brothers when I was in high school and the older one was my same age. We were the same age and he was like really fucking smart at certain things especially like we would always joke that yeah. he was the math one and I was the science one. Or, yeah, right. I was the English one. Uh, like yeah. I, English I would one. write poems for him and stuff. I would help him write his stuff but then he would help me do my math homework. But it wasn't always a fair trade off. Like I remember only a couple times asking him to help me and it would just be like dude, can you just do it for me? Like this is ridiculous and he wouldn't do it for me. Right. Like we'd end up probably arguing and then I'd have to find somebody else to help me or I'd just have to figure and it out. Else would or let I you. wouldn't <laughs> turn it in. <laughs> no, I mean not always. There wasn't always somebody there to just hand it to me. But I copied things in my life, what the fuck? I obviously copied
0: things I hella had but it wasn't never... me.
1: I had people copy I me helped too. People. Yeah.
0: I was the I was terrible.
1: You were the connect. If you didn't do your spelling homework, you could go to Tyler.
0: Illegal. <laughs> pew pew pew. pew ejected. But see no game. wait, let's
1: actually make an important point though because all of this to say it wasn't to measure our intelligence. It was to play a game. It was to play a game of how who much? can play this game the best.
0: How much? Because and what ideas will these crafty son of a sons of bitches pump out? We need new ideas. You know how in agriculture certain crops they water stress the crop and it produces more weight more yield
1: water stress meaning like they stop watering it
0: they water it less than the regular I don't know
1: so what's the comparison you're drawing
0: with amount of bars like you know they they let it have more of a I don't really know.
1: No you I think I'm you just were thinking about plants you, yeah yeah you make a lot of connections to plants but I think that you were probably <laughs> you were probably saying that some things need stress in order to thrive.
0: yeah there's this, this common understanding that yeah like a little stress produces more yield and things like that and I don't necessarily know if I agree with that It's all up to spec you know all up to speculation and essentially experimentation observation. And I think that most things in our life are kind of like that. And I think the more that we are kind of held in an education system that is literally designed to teach you, in, th- in, in, in the United States anyways, to essentially teach you this nationalistic understanding of how big America is and how small the rest of the world is. Big part of that. The rest is learn hella math all day. Problems all day. Homework even.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah.
0: It, write papers, too, and the, while you're doing that. Write papers. The teachers didn't Lots of communicate papers,
1: to each other what more they More papers. Tre-
0: tremen- Tremendous papers that I never wrote. You know? Like, why are we upholding, stressing the kids out? And I don't like to say in the future that why, why kids, certain children decide to shoot up a school, but I really think maybe there's a mental health issue, and it really does suggest, in a way, in most cases, that people are stressed the fuck Out. Yeah, yeah. people are like, you know, maybe not all the most golden childs, you know. There's evil people out there, there's evil things, I guess you could say, right? But the reality is, is they're probably stressed out. It's probably why they would act out. There must be some kind of reason, maybe not always. We could say people just snap out of nowhere, man. And that may be true too. You know. But I mean, we have a pit bull. And people say that about pit bulls. And that's also discriminatory. It's pit bullist. It's discriminatory. There's a lot know? of
1: different examples of being discriminatory. Because she's the sweetest little. And stereotypical. Sweetest
0: little big dog ever.
1: I mean, as much as I would love to talk about Lila, I think it's more important that I tell you what I pulled up here. Because I am I looked into uh, the stigma of mental illness. And like what causes the stigma. The stigma. Mm-hmm so i landed on this article that is U- u.s national library of medicine the national institute of health so it's a dot gov so take that for what it's worth um, instead of like dot com or dot org it's a dot gov but I, don't, I mean take that for what its worth anyway stigma of mental health illness one clinical reflections uh, although the quality and effectiveness of mental health treatments and services have improved greatly over the past 50 years Therapeutic revolutions in psychiatry have not yet been able to reduce stigma. Stigma is a risk factor leading to negative mental health outcomes. It is responsible for treatment seeking delays and reduces the likelihood of a mentally ill patient that will receive adequate care. It is evident that delay due to stigma can have devastating consequences. This review will discuss the causes and consequences of stigma related to mental illness. So it's a whole ass document about uh, what causes stigma, poverty and stigma, stigma across psychiatric diagnoses, consequences of stigma. So let me just read a little bit of that. Consequences of stigma. A family whose son died was caring for his widow who happened to be schizophrenic. Several treatment attempts were made to arrest the illness without success. Consequently, the daughter-in-law's behaviors were uncontrolled, causing a number of problems. The, patient, the patient's in-laws were unable to cope and finally sent her by train on a pilgrimage to Rishikesh in Uttarakhand. I don't know where that is, I'm really sorry, state, without the ability of return. And this is in 1988. Consequences of stigma can be life-threatening and humiliating. It can deprive an individual from basic needs, marginalize and deprive them, potentially leading to their death by self-neglect or suicide. More than 40% of countries have no mental health policy, and over 30% have no mental health programs. Existing health plans frequently do not cover mental and behavioral disorders at the same level as other illnesses, creating significant economic difficulties for patients and their families. One of the identified reasons for low support for mental health is the stigma attached to the mentally ill patients. Being mentally ill is still considered a shameful condition that causes the person or the family to lose face. In some cultures, to have a mentally ill relative could, by association, damage the possibilities of advancement of other family members to an extent where it might harm the marriage prospects of your young daughter or sister. So, that was just a random excerpt from The Consequences of Stigma. From this article, it's not an Mm. article, it's a study about the stigma of mental health illnesses and how damaging it can be.
0: Wow. Uh, Yeah, no, I I feel that. I felt that in life. I feel like a lot of my younger adulthood.
1: Yeah. There's not enough
0: options right now, especially with COVID and shit, you know? Like, I feel like with healthcare, it should be pretty apparent that, like, look, we need mental health on, like jacked up we we need like i'm trying to say it in a good way cuz i'm going to say jacked up healthcare like but I mean like a good thing like all pumped up but like we need a good amount of healthcare right now we need people to listen to people we need to have those resources it shouldn't be so difficult even if you work full time and have benefits to get you know some support out there i think that we all deserve some support and uh, I don't really know what I'm suggesting. I just think, let's do that. Let's, let's reach out to each other in, in our community. Let's, let's reach out in our community. What is your proposition?
1: Uh, it's not just my proposition. It's just like the common sense thing. Healthcare is a human right. Everybody should have access to healthcare. Kinda Mental like health is healthcare.
0: Clean water is part of that. I feel like part would be part of healthcare. Like public health, public safety, public not just public services you know
1: i mean right
0: because we all need water to drink and survive
1: so i looked up stigma as my
0: mouth feels all like dry like i'm like i need to drink some water
1: (laughs) stigma versus stereotype so stigma is the negative stereotype and discrimination is the behavior that results from this negative stereotype i'll read that again stigma is the negative stereotype And discrimination is the behavior that results from this negative stereotype. So, for example, a stigma. Okay, so a stereotype could be positive or negative. Like, for example, when I was a cheerleader, there was stereotypes that I'd be some dumb bimbo But there was also some stereotypes, I guess, that I'm more friendly or more quote-unquote popular because I'm a cheerleader. Something that would be perceived as a positive stereotype to people. Um,
0: Ready? Okay.
1: Or like another one of being like, okay, a a positive stereotype that could still be harmful would be like, oh, they're white. Their life is easy. And that's like really, I don't want to get there right now because it's clear, obviously... Black Lives Matter, obviously. it's where we stand. That's where I stand. But that's just the stigma that could be damaging because stereotypes lead to discrimination. So if you were to take you know, somebody who is abused and they're white, and then you were to say, oh, they're white, they're not abused, they're fine. That would be a positive quote-unquote stereotype that would cause harm because stereotypes cause harm in general. So a stigma is a negative stereotype and discrimination is the behavior that results from the negative stereotype.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Another explanation is stigma is always negative. Stereotypes are perceived beliefs, thoughts, and opinions about different cultures, races, of people and they're not necessarily always negative. Oh, another one, see I wanted to use something about white people because I'm white so I feel like I have more authority to say that for some reason. But a classic example of a quote-unquote positive stereotype that is still damaging is that black people are better at sports. That is an example of a positive stereotype that is still just as wrong, just as damaging. A stigma is always negative. Stereotypes are perceived beliefs, thoughts, or opinions about different cultures, races of people, and are not always necessarily
0: negative. Wow.
1: So a stigma is always negative. A stereotype is wow. Could be good or uh, positive or negative, but is always bad still. Like we Which is interesting. Deter from those altogether.
0: Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Nobody is inherently something. We could round out back to the ages thing too, because no young person is inherently stupid because they're young, and no old person is inherently smart because they're old. There's obviously way more to the puzzle than than that.
0: You know. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you're talking about the word stigma Mm -hmm. when you talk about plants about Mm. flowers. The stigma is like the female part of the flower. Interesting. Where the male pollen basically kind of enters and is like trapped, but like enters and essentially fertilizes the flower. So that it can become a fruit or a seed or whatever the goal is to carry on the reproduction, production you know? Yeah. That's interesting. No, I mean, now that, that you say that, has I remember. Stigma a negative connotation when it's not talking about plants, but, you know.
1: How about stigma English versus stigma plant? Stigma botany. Like... So you just have to be specific about it. That's so interesting to think about. Oh my gosh, because there's so many words that are like that. I remember when I took argumentation class, there was a lot of words that I was like, wait, we're calling this a, I don't even know. I can't think of one now. But They're like what we would consider layman terms, but it's like in the outside world. Or uh, the word vine. It's like what comes to your mind when you think of vine.
0: Sadly, the app.
1: The, the Funny ass videos. EO. Yeah. yeah. That but
0: everyone's then, icon that is definitely iconic in our culture.
1: Obviously, but we all know grapes come off of a, a vine. A vine. So it's we like know. it's really interesting to think about how those or words French are interchangeable.
0: Bon. That's how you say wine. Bomb. Bon ball. Bon. 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 Shout out to Thomas out there in France. Growing things, making ball. Bon. Making ball. Bon. Bon. It's so awesome. Yeah. But um yeah, I was thinking more about like just other words and how you have to have the right spelling. You know? Yeah. What does that mean? Like words are have to be spelled, spelled. correctly.
1: Almost like they're spells.
0: What is the one from Harry Potter? Something Leviosa.
1: Wingard! God
0: Oh, of course, Allison knows.
1: Expecto. Gryffindor. Patrona.
0: Gryffindor? Is that what are you? What are you? Um, you want me to find out? Huffle, Huffle, Puffle. What house? Puffin and Puffin.
1: Let's find out right now. Slytherin. What house quiz? Slytherin. I need the sorting hat. I'm wondering. What's your zodiac sign? Harry Potter. Freaking Scorpio. (laughs) Harry Potter. Every water. We're ridiculous. Choose an element water, fire, earth, air. I'm going to have to go with
0: water. Allison is finding out what. House she belongs to in Harry Potter, even though life is not Harry Potter. And J.K. Rowling apparently is kind of getting people all J.K. riled up.
1: She's, like, transphobic, but also there's this weird thing where it's like, get it together, girl. Like, certain things she says, it's almost like she gets it, but then she'll be like, but trans women aren't women. Like some, she'll always end with some shitty thing. And it's like, damn it, you almost had it, girl. You almost had it. What dessert would you prefer? Strawberry shortcake, cheesecake, champagne. That's and fucked ruffles. up. Cause then
0: later she can just be like, ha, JK. <laughs> I was just riling you up. And it's
1: hilarious. I changed my name. Because-
0: it's it's like the Mandela effect, but it's the the uh, uh, Rowling effect. No. My name was J.K. Riling, everybody up. Pick a familiar. I had to be more edgy in 2020.
1: Owl or spider, (laughs) dog or lizard, rat or cat, turtle or hedgehog. What? Oh, man, I have to pick a familiar.
0: All right, well, you do that. So I was looking up some terms, and one of them was apoplectic. And the word apoplectic is an adjective. And it basically means, like, pissed, you're kind of mad, you're enraged, I think that there's a lot of apoplexy in our country and in our world right now, a lot of frustration, a lot of accusations, but that means there's a lot of observations, which lead to conversations, And then we have them on a podcast. So thanks for listening. And real quick, we're going to jump on and get this little thing going right here. Hang on for a second. Check this out. Check this out. Now, we are back. And it is official. Yeah. Allison is...
1: A Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff! You belong in the house of Hufflepuff. You sure know your way around a good cookie recipe, and you're not afraid to use it to make friends. You stand by your loved ones, and though you may seem unassuming, it's unwise to get on your bad side. Oh, shoot. I like me some freaking like Hufflepuff vibes, dude. I always I remember watching Harry Potter 2 and being like, why don't they talk about Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff! Like, they talk about... Haw, uh, Hogwarts in the school.
0: <laughs> they talk
1: about Slytherin, like they're so bad. They talk about what are the other ones?
0: Ravenclaw.
1: Ravenclaw is actually the one that got less attention, I think.
0: Yeah. I don't even Poor know Poor Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. That. Because, and then, like and, I said, not a fan of J.K. Rowling and her attitude.
1: Damn. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. But it's not hers anymore. Right, that's the thing about you know what's art interesting is that it about becomes that? part of culture. You're
0: right; it's not hers. Uh, she just gave birth to that creature.
1: People <laughs> make uh, gender bender versions. Like there's pictures online of what it would look like with all these characters from Harry Potter, or like I've seen Lord of the Rings ones too, where they take all the characters and switch their gender, <laughs> and it's like fucking awesome. I know it sounds random maybe to anybody who's listening, but it's pretty fucking awesome. Um, That's cool. Any whos Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm a Hufflepuff. Hi. Let me bake you some cookies.
0: Anyways, they basically asked you a thousand questions, got your social security number, yeah. pin number, all that kind of jazz. Right. <laughs> like
1: right now, before we were going to record again, Tyler's like, okay, are you ready? And I'm like, no, I'm still going. They asked me my date of birth, my social. Like, and I was just kidding, but it's like, What damn. pizza
0: flavor was your favorite? If you had to pick one security code and one security answer what would it be no right I hope not
1: no they didn't they just asked for my address I got a
0: phone call the other day (laughs) and uh it's funny because when it happens if I'm around someone you or my coworkers or something I'll put it on speakerphone and this this lady she calls me and she's like sir sir I need your uh we we are calling about your your insurance on your vehicle or something it has expired and I'm like, okay, I know yeah, my guy, yeah, you know, like this yeah. ain't the way they would do this, all yeah. rushy, And then she, she, I, I said, okay, okay, what do you need from me? All like gullible, you yeah, know, and yeah. then she's like, she's like, oh, sir, I, what I need, thank you for being cooperative or something uh, like that all quick, like what I need is, you, like she started laying some shit out, like your, you know, how many miles you have on your truck, your vehicle, And what vehicle, the make and model. And I said, if you're calling me from the insurance company telling me that I need to do something with my vehicle, you should know what vehicle I have then. You don't have no idea? And she was like, no, I need to know, sir. So I made up, like, I was like a Honda Civic. She was like, what year, sir? I said, 96. She's like, okay. And then she asked for a name, and I said, like, I don't even know. I said, like, my buddy's name that was my coworker, and we were all laughing. And then she said, thank you so much, sir. And I just, like, hung up. But I like giving them a little bit of fuckery because I cannot (laughs) believe they do this fuckery for, like, I don't know how long. But I imagine kind of scrounging for, like, probably most of the day because I'm just one phone call, you know?
1: Yeah. How many
0: times a day? you know
1: if you guys listening really want to dive into some deep entertainment when it comes to fuckery with scammers fuckery if you go to youtube or to google and you type in just say okay to scammers that will take <laughs> you to this guy's youtube channel called atomic shrimp and he's done so many videos which are seemingly like why would you do that but they are fucking golden dude just say okay to scammers it's like a 7 minute long video just go watch it he says okay scammers and going to get mad. And
0: but essentially what the goal is is to basically make them spend more time communicating with you so they can communicate less and scam less people essentially. Like if you're if you're taking up their time and wasting it on purpose. Yeah. They might be thinking, you know, as a scammer like, "Oh, I might be getting some information. I'll be able to find something if I go along with this." Yeah. But then it's like how long and, and then like the, the people that were go. rushing him like I have no time to reiterate like you know they yeah. keep on like we have no time and it's like a month later and he's like we have no time and it's like dude I thought you said that like a month, a month ago. ago and then, no time you're still messaging Sir this
1: is very <laughs> urgent we need these numbers yesterday
0: The red <laughs> flags yeah
1: Yeah oh man
0: Yeah I don't know well I got some some things to talk about, though. We got, like, uh, the different isms. There's a lot of isms out there, right? Are you sure you don't
1: want to stop because it's getting late?
0: What do you mean stop? This show don't stop. Optimism, which is our favorite, right? Gotta be optimistic in dark times, Tyler. Right? I don't know, man. Definition of optimism is hopefulness and confidence about the future or the success outcome of something. I think so. It also is kind of like synonymous with good cheer, too, though, when you think optimism. It has a couple different rings to it. I do believe that having confidence about futuristic things is probably very beneficial to humanity in general. Inside our brain, the way we can justify doing things, achieving a goal, pursuing that goal in the first place, most likely because we're optimistic that it's achievable. And then it might challenge us, but it's 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 possible.
1: There's a time for optimism, a time. absolutely. But
0: there's a lot of work that comes along with optimism, right? And that's and that's part of it. But it's really strange because at what point does it become a pipe dream? Too much, you know. Well, listen, yeah. in and now we could say, what about the opposite? Swinging the other way, pessimism. So it'd be like more negative, essentially. And the definition of that is a tendency to see the worst aspect of things or believe that the worst will happen. Sounds like my mother. I love her to death. But she really like is always worried too much, you know. Yeah, she is. But she's also a sweet lady. So hard to you know. She's the best say that she's pessimistic because she she's all the time. She's kind of probably the latter. Uh, the a lack of hope or confidence in the future. So it's basically the opposite, the antithesis. But it's interesting because it's like, are these things, optimism, pessimism, are they a philosophy? Are they a feeling? Are they a mentality at the moment? I think
1: it definitely is a choice because there's countless stories of people that have been optimistic and then they fall on hard times and they turn into negative ass people. Or people that have been really pessimistic and then they you know, have whatever interaction with another human or experience that they had that leads them to become optimistic. Like, I think it's absolutely a choice. That's why I feel like realism, which was the next ism I'm sure you were going to bring up, right, is really like the homeostasis. Realism is like, like optimism is saying the glass is half full. Pessimism is saying the glass is half empty. Realism is saying that that glass has water in it, and I could drink it, and it has this amount. Like you would say the amount. Right. of Right. But see, then
0: we, I agree. But see, you, I'm glad you brought up the has the the glass half or empty or full type deal because that's the prime example and like the epitome of what is the true answer to that question. Depends on how you look at. Right. so then when you define realism it's the attitude or practice of accepting a situation as it is and being prepared to deal with it accordingly but the reality of that is that you have to deal with the situation as it is right and that could be and to deal with it accordingly but everyone deals with different things accordingly different ways and it depends on the outlook and the perspective going into th- this attitude that we have you right. know it's weird um, apparently like some syn- synonyms are like pragmatic so when you hear people talking about pra- being so pragmatic they're trying to be kind of realistic but then it's kind of I think the reason why is because being too realistic also in itself is encapsulating it's it's too limiting it's it's, it's, it's saying to just, yeah, deal with it how it really is. And I love the saying, it is what it is, man. Like I say that all the time. Because that's just the way it kind of feels like. We can't explain everything in life, you know. Right. And it's kind of also like a put your chest out. It is what it is, man. You know, let's move yeah. forward, big dog.
1: Well, that makes me think <laughs> of the term, what will be, will be. And that's like something my mom says a lot. And my mom and I have butted heads over the course of our relationship about many different things, but recently it's been because of toxic positivity and my view on that and her view on that. And it's not like an end-of-the-world conversation. It's just something that we've butted heads on. But now I am considering the possibility that she's already at the point of what will be, will be, and she's already felt all of this that I'm feeling in her own way, which is most realistically what it is. Like, I mean, it's nobody's perfect. I'm not trying to say, like, my mom knows all the answers because Lord knows she doesn't. She's just a fucking human. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this, I love you, but I am fully aware that you don't have all the answers. I thought for a long time she did, but now I know as an adult that's ridiculous. She's just a human being.
0: Just mm. like you and I.
1: Just like you and I. Just so, like
0: you. Yeah. Listener.
1: Well, she used to say, what will be, will be, and I would get so offended. I would get so offended because I thought she was talking about me like screwing up my life or something. Like, well, Allison, well, what will be, will be. And I'm like, wait, what do you even mean by that? But, like, there is an optimistic tone to it. What will be, will be. It's like just to let it be, just to let things be and they'll be. But there's a time to take action. Like that, And then that was where she and I went back and forth. But as far as being a realist goes, being optimism... Or optimist or a pessimist, it's like we should all be realists all the time, and then know when to interchangeably be optimistic, and then maybe pessimism it do, can be destroyed. It should be destroyed. Maybe it's just the pessimism that is a, a product of people not being realistic. Like if everybody kept and maintained the realistic views on things but around them. But what is real? Well, like I used the example of half Full. Neo, what
0: is real? The blue
1: pill or the red pill? <clears throat> I mean, that's a great question that I don't have the answer to. That's what we are all asking. It seems like common sense. But shout out to really Morpheus. That. Uh, yeah, because he's listening. <laughs> He'll hear a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. The the control just shuts down. The simulation stops right here. We just glitch out.
0: Unplug. (laughs) Hey, Elon Musk wants to fucking talk to you.
1: Shit. We need you to go to Mars Are you guys
0: down. Either that or join the fucking CIA now because we want you. Gosh, have you seen those commercials? Me and Josh Silva talked about it recently. We're going to do a podcast tomorrow too with Josh Silva. Maybe we'll talk about it again. What new ads the CAA is now sharing on YouTube like as a commercial. (laughs) But anyways, so now Mm -hmm. we have another ism, skepticism, Mm. right? So I'll have Skeptical Sam on here at times, and so it's important to kind of define probably skepticism. Um, It's basically doubt as to truth of something. So basically you don't believe. So this kind of now goes to another level of realism where I was kind of going at where like what's real? You know? Right. So now it's kind of like how do we know what the truth is when we all have our own individual truths? And even then it's something we can hardly grasp right. truly.
1: And I have a Because if you really were real. like gonna
0: say the truth, you can't handle the fucking truth. Because the reality is, is that would mean, you know exactly where your food comes from, your water, what, who's touched it, where it's been. That means it's been through cycles for millennia, through animals, different things, recycled, recycled, like the truth. Like it's so unfathomable. It, it is unfathomable. You know, we think about truth as about these little this. things and we usually associate it with like the justice system, sadly, and, and clutching to not being persecuted, essentially, because I know the truth. You know, but really, like, truth is so deep. What's reality is so deep, right? Yeah,
1: I'm still stuck on what is real, and, uh, yeah, dude, wow, now you got me on this other wavelength. Keep it
0: questioning. You gotta keep it questioning. That's what skepticism is.
1: To be a skeptic, and to just think critically about things, but... It is, that is, is an important thing to maintain because all of our realities are different. Everybody's reality looks different. Um, and that doesn't have to be some like conspiracy, Neo and the Matrix simulation kind of way. It just comes down to like you look at a classroom of children they all have a different morning. Some of those kids didn't have clean clothes this morning because their parents didn't have time to wash them. And maybe that was a one-time thing, or maybe that was an everyday thing. Some of those kids had a great breakfast that morning. Some of those kids didn't eat anything that morning. Like, everybody's reality is different in a very right. tangible way. Right. Um, the word real is defined on the Oxford languages, the Merriam Webster shit as Merriam
0: Webster shit.
1: <laughs> it's just hilarious because I a lot of grammar goes out the window when you start to realise like how specific it is and how English is like kinda ridiculous once you learn yep. it and then it's like, oh okay, so it didn't matter. No like, doubt. I mean it kinda did but, oh so you're telling me that it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. It's really about your connotation and your expressions and your the way you say things matters way more. Than what you're actually saying. But anyway, actually existing as a thing or occurring in fact, not imagined or imposed. The example is Julius Caesar was a real person. So when we talk about reality, though, because there's real and then there's reality. Reality. Not realty. Oh my Re- God.
0: Reality.
1: The world. Lity. The world or the state of things as they actually exist as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. Quote, he refuses to face reality. Hmm. That's interesting.
0: Repeat what reality is defined as? So is that this what you're doing? Is
1: again, yeah, this is again off of Oxford languages. Okay. The world or the state of things as they actually exist as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. Hmm. So it, that second part is very important. If it a just said...
0: idea of them.
1: Oh, uh, to an idealistic or notional idea of them. Hmm. Like, for example, I don't know. I, w- I would use other people, but I'll just use myself. Like me, when I was drinking a lot, I didn't know what reality looked like. And then now that I look back and I think about it, like the example that they use, he refuses to face reality. Somebody could have said that about me, like she refuses to face reality. that She can't just be a fucking drunk. (laughs) Like, like, you know, that's what people mean when they say that. What are you into over there? No,
0: I'm just looking up reality too.
1: Yeah. And then over on the side it says, reality is the sum or aggregate of all that is real or existent within a system.
0: Wow. See, that's pretty encompassing. But it's very interesting because, you know, as I look at the second definition, the state or quality of having existence or substance, you know, that's that's interesting. Like, you know, to, to think of it as, like, actuality, as, as truth, as, as you know, realness. But, like, the classic thing is, like, of what is real because it depends on what you're paying attention to. If you What you could say is real is just everything ever.
1: Truth versus uh, fact versus uh, anything reality. Anything
0: on, you know, we were if we were to say that being on this planet in the middle of space is not real, then what, what you know, okay, so then what is real? Because then none of us exist. This is just in a computer, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're in, like, a chip in, like, a coded format, like, in a little snowflake, like the Whoville.
1: It's actually really probable Cindy Lou that we're who's in a in there simulation. Going, Don't. You could make you could jokes it, about it, or you out. could be serious about it. Cindy Lou Who in a fucking snow globe. There's, It's actually real that we... There's a huge chance that we're in a simulation.
0: It's a snowflake, but I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be specific. It's Cindy Lou Who, man. It's the Grinch, man.
1: Because... The beast,
0: man. Well, no. <laughs> the reason why
1: I'm interjecting ratch, is because it's really important for whoever's ratch. listening. It's really... You know what? I don't want uh, to scream right okay. now. You want to finish the podcast by yourself? No. Okay, then let me just spit All out right. what I'm trying to say. Please. If you say Max when I I won't mouth right I now, promise. It doesn't even matter. We just had our first wedding spat on
0: record. <laughs> <laughs> That's just reality, you know?
1: That's just reality, Tyler you can with his joke. To it, okay, but... no, I remember now. I was getting, like, defensive because you're making a joke about something that is actually a possibility. I want whoever's listening to know that it is actually a very likely possibility from people that are way smarter than me. Not uh, This is not off of my science and math and learning and knowledge and wisdom and deductive reasoning and all these different factors. There's people out there that have done the probability of it, how we live a lot of life off of our probability. The probability of the fucking chair not breaking when I rock on it right here is enough for me to sit on it. The probability of us being in a simulation is like 99% or something crazy like that. If you don't believe me, look it up. So maybe we joke about it as a coping mechanism because it's a lot for our brain to even fathom other than if it's just a joke
0: hence reality and the definition saying you know as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them you know
1: right because a lot of what we deem as reality is actually what has been told to us is reality we only know the color blue is blue because somebody told us it was blue
0: but how do they actually exist what are the state of things as they actually exist right that's how reality is defined State of things as they actually exist.
1: Right. As they actually exist.
0: But we don't understand the existence.
1: So how can we understand reality? Exactly.
0: That's all I'm trying to say, like with that. But it's just interesting because we're dream we're, you know, generally speaking, people are like, I was an optimist, then I became a pessimist, then I became a realist. Cut, print, post that shit on Facebook.
1: I mean, that's a good thing to say. I'm sure that's something that I've said recently.
0: I'm kidding. I'm just saying I feel like people would like be like, yeah, put that on Facebook. But the reality of that is is that I feel like those are kind of the three that most people fall into. And uh, I think there's even more graduation to come because skepticism now rocks your realism world, you know. And it's not to say that be skeptical with everything either, but it's important and, in, 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 in fact, critical to development to observe you know you actually have to know what the fuck you're dealing with so you can move forward commence with like whatever is reality right
1: know? I looked up truth versus fact versus reality it's off of this website called DifferenceBetween.net. humans are fucking awesome I just have to say yeah shout that out that to you humans shout
0: awesome. out to you humans this is
1: awesome okay facts exist in reality whereas truths are usually the things that one believes to be true or the things that are true in the current situation facts can also answer the where when and how questions whereas truths answer
0: the why question ah and why is the infinite question
1: let me read it one more time facts exist in reality whereas truths are usually the things that one believes to be true or the things that are true in the current situation facts can also answer the where when and how questions whereas truths answer the why question where are you in a house how are you there uh, we walked in here why are you there because we want to be like that's where the truth Comes in, that's where your truth is. It's came. ten
0: o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Oh my god. And do you gosh. know why they're not home? They didn't
1: they should've asked that. That's what you're so fucking right.
0: But no, but people they be like, Oh yeah, remember that. that was part of the commercial Tyler? No, that no, wasn't I made that was. up being cynical and shit. They
1: just <laughs> asked the hard question but the easiest one. They asked the easiest question to ask actually yeah and then did get, and ask the most important
0: one get, them, get your parents all riled it's up it's 10 o'clock where, where do is you my know church? where
1: your children are and the fact that that had to be a freaking advertisement that that many parents are out of here not knowing where their kids is that, that had to be a freaking advertisement yeah that's insane to me yeah that's insane to me yeah it's 10 o'clock do you know, oh my god let me just oh my god that is blowing my mind
0: yeah, shit's kind of fucked up. You wanna look it up on here on my phone or something right yeah. now? No, I can. So you know, shout out to you humans. I think we're gonna round out. Allison's looking something up. And we'll put a little bite or something. Oh, fuck it. What you got? Let's. See.
1: Oh, my gosh. Ours was more modern than that, though.
0: Yeah, that's some, like, that's uh, some old... fucking drive it, drive. <laughs> that's, like, some drive-in shit, <laughs> like, back in the day. But it's like, wait, you're not even home. <laughs> right. You got here? It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? That's <laughs> Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. It's, like, it's 2020. Do you know where your lip collagen went? Nah, I'm just kidding. It's fucked up.
1: <laughs> on that note thanks for listening guys
0: yeah and uh, appreciate everything but also appreciate yourself cause shout out to you humans <laughs> Say there, sonny, you some daggum hoodlums talking about a bunch of liberal leftist bullshit.